Just Being Honest, the JBH Podcast. Let's rock this. True food, full thought. Welcome to the Just Being Honest Podcast. The JBH Podcast is here to inspire people to dramatically enhance their health, their well-being, and lifestyle by providing an honest perspective and knowledge on eating, quote, real food, whether that is in physical form, the healthiest version of a whole food substance, or mental. What are you saying to yourself? What are you listening from other people? Huh? The less toxins you put in your body, the less toxins that are out in the universe, the environment, and the less toxins that you are spreading onto humanity. It's about creating a life of sourcing transparency, mental freedom, and physical harmony. Guys, this is the Just Being Honest podcast. This is true food for thought. We are getting deep. Guys, I've got a deal for you. So I've been asked time and time again about how I get my skin to look basically like suede. Uh, Vegan suede, right? So I have this little secret that basically I'm going to keep a secret no longer. I have been using this product called Amina Adem Skincare. Um... I first met Amina, she gave me a facial and basically had been making this facial oils and these amazing cleansers from basically plants, essential oils, real stuff, no fillers. I've been using it constantly. I'm 32, guys, lines, I don't really see them. Um, not only with that, about the essential oils, they have like basically the connection with nature that they really, really counteract free radicals and damage around you. I absolutely love the ultra nourishing face oil. I started using it after a pretty, pretty, I mean, if that word, that's actually a cool word, pretty radically dry spell, um, flushed my complexion. Guys, I was lost, and then with only one pea-sized drop of the oil twice a day, voila, my skin was supple and nourished without any greasy residue aftermath. I love that. The scent is aromatic, but it's not overpowering. It complements your own personal scents nicely as well. I often at times pair the oil with the ultra hydrating serum and the nourishing eye cream. Again, as I said before, I'm in my early 30s. I'm a business owner and I'm frequently outdoors in the sunshine. I'm like a plant. And we all know that the ever so changing elements, not to forget the pollution in the air and just around us and all of the like Earth's properties can really do harm on our skin, but I am a true believer that these oils and serums are the best way to prevent and turn back time. I um, continue to stock up as much as possible, and I continue, oh my gosh, I kind of have freakouts when I'm almost out. I continue to, um, you know, use this until I'm hopefully above 100, 100 years old. How long am I going to live till? 
I don't know. But guys, I want to share this secret with you, and I want to give you a deal. So you can order off of aminaadem.com. I'll put all of this in the show notes. A-M-I-N-A-A-D-E-M.com. And if you enter code JBH10, you will get 10% off of your entire purchase. How about that? Go after it. Get some clear skin, start using it, and let me know exactly what you think. I can't wait to get you on this bandwagon. Let me know what you get. All right, that's JBH10. Hi, guys. This is your host, KB, and this is the Just Being Honest podcast. I made it down to L.A., Once again, I feel like, okay, let me tell you, when I'm recording this podcast, it is Sunday. It is 1245, and I have already gotten so much done today. I definitely was one of those people that bragged about it, Uh, drove down from Santa Barbara for a little doghouse sitting, little escapade this week. Um, Yeah. I have to tell you guys, leaving at literally, what time did I leave? 5.45 in the morning on a Sunday? I mean, bless my soul. I, for once in my life, did not hit traffic on the 405. Didn't even have to stop. Didn't even have to slow down. Amazing. I loved it. Great times. So, long story short, zoomed down to LA for my little dog house sitting this week because, guys, it's Thanksgiving this week, which I have amazingly fond memories of Thanksgiving and just how we kind of used to play it about when I was younger. For example, so. Me, guys, I'm a Kansas girl. You know this. I was born and raised in Kansas City. Um, go Chiefs! So, anywho, my grandparents lived in St. Louis. So, my second home was St. Louis. And such great memories there. Um, one of them, the big one, I think, would have been Thanksgiving. And the tradition of that. Every single year we would drive down and this is like I swear before suburbans and minivans were popular we would drive down in my dad's Toyota Camry right there's three girls in the family we'd sit in the back of his Toyota Camry I mean three seats in the back three seats for us right can you imagine that Nowadays, right? You know, like just sitting upright in a seat, not having room to like lay down, lounge, and you know, not every child gets their own row. What? Anyways, I feel so old now that I say that. Such great memories. We would always stop for breakfast along the way. Sometimes we would stop at an outlet mall. I don't know why, but we would. Maybe, maybe her parents thought we needed to like shake off some steam what have you make it an adventure but i always remember our parents would give us 
in the car, they would give us a pack of lifesavers, like the original lifesavers. And I just remember my sisters and I <laughs> in the backseat, like I think we all had different flavors. And so we would trade with each other. Lifesavers, do you remember lifesavers? Maybe it was like our parents thinking just minimally in their head, like, oh my God, I need a lifesaver because we would just probably bicker us three girls in the back so often. Are we there yet? Anyways, long story short, great memories. But then the ranting and the raving, what have you, would stop because at, I think it was like 11 o'clock when we were on the road, on the radio, here it came. Everyone became quiet. You know why? Because the song of Alice, Alice came on the radio. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh my gosh. I wish I could like replay this memory over and over and over again. You can get anything you want at Alice's restaurant. Am I aging myself? <clears throat> I had been warmed up my vocals, by the way. So moving on from there, we would <sighs> flourish along down the road and I just, I loved this memory. We'd hit St. Louis, we'd get there, we'd stroll down Frontenac, see the donkeys, see the horses down the street, and then up to Mimi and V's house. Our adventure would continue on to their country club, which we ate our Thanksgiving feast every single year. The memories continue, guys. We'd walk in. We'd get dressed up in our finest attire. Uh, three girls meant we all wore the same things. Seriously. It was hilarious. Um, most of the times, my mom made our outfits, but we just, we always wear that. I don't know why. So we'd walk into the country club, and there was a ginormous, homemade, I kid you not, gingerbread house life size life size in the fact is you know those playhouses in the backyard think of that made of gingerbread what oh my gosh so along that there would be giant giant bowls of icing and candies you know hot tamales and just the edible glitter, what have you. So the kids could literally take a giant spatula and slap it onto the roof and create their own just masterpiece. I loved this tradition. Um, I just, I want to do it all over again. And it kind of makes me a little emotional. You know, like when you grow up and you get a little nostalgic over memories that aren't really there anymore and things change so anyways moving on to the banquet hall of the country club <laughs> me being raised by a nutritionist um I was I was not used to like all this rich food I was not used to these buffets in front of me like anything I want what the dessert table Cherry pie, apple pie, 
boysenberry pie, pumpkin pie, blackberry pie, fudges, masseuse, masseuse, tiramisu, <laughs> oh my gosh, tells me I need a massage, guys, I'm just being honest, tiramisu, mousse, you know, chocolate mousse, um, what have you, like all these cobblers, my eyes, guys, as a child, I'm like, oh, what, can I just hope the dessert, and I never was, I must have been at a young age that I knew that I wasn't a, I wasn't a meat eater, I wasn't a poultry eater, I was never into the hams that were being sliced, um, or the turkeys that were being sliced, you know, from the chef right there, I, God, there were so many choices at this buffet. But that brings me to my subject. Yes. Okay. Let's start off with this. Because this podcast is going to kind of wind into different directions. So stay on track. So the first thing I want to kind of bring with a Thanksgiving season or any type of plethora, that's my word of the day, plethora of food choices around you that you may or may not be used to, that your gut may or may not be used to, or just your cellular being may or may not be used to. So I want to talk first and foremost about those memories and the nostalgia. And I just want to throw it out there, whomever is listening, I don't know if I have any family members listening, but Y'all, you know, are my family, um, the ones that support me. I thank you. Um, I'm thankful for you this season and every season. And I am, <sighs> this point in my life, I often at times think about the word gratitude. And I often at times think about what am I grateful for? And Now, as I mentioned, this podcast is going to wind in many different directions, but the one being is consumerism, okay? So I'm grateful for simply what I have. And that wasn't every, you know, that wasn't true when I was little. I felt like I wanted more, 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 but perhaps I was lacking something. So now that I feel like I'm grateful for what I have. Maybe that finally means I'm fulfilled. My confidence is blossoming. I'm I'm eager to try new things, yes. And I'm really just delighted with the simplest of things. And I think, you know, especially during this time of the year when Deals upon deals. People are stressing out because they want to purchase a gift for someone, which is great. Don't get me wrong. I love giving giving gifts. I love getting gifts, but with an intention behind it. I don't believe in giving a gift that has no meaning from your heart or even for the other person. I don't like to buy stuff just to buy stuff. I buy stuff with a purpose now. So I want you to kind of think about that. Um, You can kind of translate that, yeah, sure, consumerism, you know, with the Black Friday, what have you. Black Friday extends through months and 
ah, crazy, you know? But I think we can kind of extend that with the choices that we make. You know, I tell my clients, I tell everyone that I work with, everything is a choice. What are your priorities? You know, are your priorities spending time with friends, family perhaps? Are your priorities gifting yourself with a little more self-care? What are your priorities? Everything is a choice. You have the right to make those choices. You have 100% the right to make any choice that you want. So, moving on. My little chat about about going to St. Louis, right? It often at times think makes me think about where I am today. You know, dog and house sitting during this holiday season. And people are like, aren't you, are you going to spend time with so-and-so and so-and-so, you know? Da, da, da. I, I'm so simple. Like, I, I savor those memories that I have. But I know that my lifestyle is completely 100% different than what it was before. The social anxiety that I have a little bit doesn't like to be forced in mingling in those situations, right? So I am so grateful that I have the opportunity to spend some time alone. Okay, that sounds wrong, but I am talking and I'm giving my energy and my soul and all of my compassion to my loved ones and my work every single solitary day. And for me to like give myself the gift of time for myself, especially during these holiday seasons, whenever I have time to take a bath, I will take it. You know, whenever I have time to just sit there and use my jade roller on my face after like cleansing my face and putting my oils on and just not rushing, I will take it. An extended walk, I will take it. By myself, I will take it. Now, I'm not trying to be rude about that, but my lifestyle has shifted over the course of the years. And speaking about those memories of St. Louis and about the indulgence of food, you know, I feel like this time of the year, it often at times brings a little bit of fear you know, into um, a lot of people's minds. Like, oh my gosh, I've got to work out harder because I'm going to eat all this junk. Remember, everything is a choice. You don't have to eat everything that is put on your plate. You know, especially if your body's not used to it, especially if your body will not take it in. Um, Me personally, I have approached now in my life a more Ayurvedic lifestyle. Um, Just the way that I live and respect my body's composition. You know, I'm predominantly dry, airy in nature. That is a dosha called vata in Ayurvedic. And I'll go more into Ayurveda um, along down the line. But I kind of want to share what I really wanted to talk about this holiday season. Not just Thanksgiving, but the holiday season. I think it started with probably Halloween. Who knows? Maybe Labor Day? Maybe this is just life, right? So, my darling, my darling. 
for many, the concept of food combining. That's our subject, right? The concept of food combining, the idea that some foods digest well together while others do not. It's actually, it's entirely new, but to some it's entirely foreign, all right? But according to Ayurveda, it is an essential part of understanding how we eat properly. Just as discovering one's constitution and state of imbalance is important for one's Ayurvedic self-discovery. Now, I told you I'm going to go more into Ayurveda along down the line of the podcasts, but I just want to give a brief overview about combining foods, especially during this time of the year. So careful food combining can dramatically improve the quality of digestion. What? What? Support the body in conceiving a deeper level of nourishment and positively impact our overall health. However, guys, most people in the modern world are accustomed to eating a number of foods that do not usually digest well together. I know I have done this many times in my life. There's no shame in it. It just happens. So an example is like fruit with nuts or beans with cheese. So why does it matter? Um, Typically, the Ayurvedic perspective is that each food has a distinct combination of tastes and energies and a corresponding effect on both the digestive system and on the body as an entire whole. So combining foods with radically different energies excuse me, different energetics can overwhelm the digestive fire. And now the digestive fire is called your agni. And this is what can cause indigestion. It can cause fermentation. It causes gas, bloating, and overall the the creation of toxins within yourself. You know you can feel it, right? So this is why Proper food combining is so important, especially during this time of the year when you're consuming such radically like unique, I'm going to say that, foods and just treats, okay? So, of course, certain combinations disturb the digestive tract more than others. An important consideration of this practice is entirely, entirely up to you. It's entirely, it's going to be entirely new to you. So regardless of your particular habits or your particular symptoms, paying attention to how your, how you guys, you, (laughs) combine your foods can actually provide a valuable opportunity for insight. It can provide you a huge opportunity for healing and dramatically improve your health. Remember, remember, food combining is not about imposing black and white rules, okay? It is one of, uh, basically, um, it's, it's, a, it's a powerful Ayurvedic tool, in a sense, for improving your digestive health and, therefore, your overall wellness. Because we all know when you're digesting well, clean, clean slate, you know, you're having your stools, two poops a day what have you, then that's when you can be clean as a whistle. So how can you create a balanced approach to food combining? 
basically it's it's usually best to embrace the idea of food combining slowly and gently. I know I'm going to give you a lot of information and I'll probably give you information that's kind of like variable, okay? So allowing plenty of time for yourself to make the necessary adaptations. Remember, we are all different. We all have different bodies and we all have different lifestyles. So tweak it to your consistency. You do you. Some of the recommended adjustments are relatively simple. Take note of that. Remember, I'm all about simplicity. And other changes can actually require a major recalibration in our habits. Um, And you may want to meet that with a little bit of a resistance, but I tell you everything is a choice. Um, You do you. (laughs) So often simply developing an awareness of the improper food combinations that you eat somewhat regularly is, as I would say, a great place to start. Notice, now here's your kicker, okay? Notice which foods you combine that may be difficult to digest together. Write that down. Notice which foods you combine that may be difficult to digest together and how often you indulge in them. So notice which foods you combine that may be difficult to digest together and note how often you indulge in them. Next note, become aware of how you feel afterwards. Huh, listen to yourself. Oh, that's a new one, right? Right? Become aware of how you feel afterwards. Oof. So do these choices affect your energy or your digestion? Perhaps your elimination, a.k.a. your poop? <laughs> The coating on your tongue. I know I've started scraping my tongue in the morning, in the evenings, every time after I eat. Check out your tongue. It'll tell you so much about your health. Um, Are particular combinations more noticeably influential than others? Um, Listen to yourself. Watch what happens. So these are all important pieces of information for you. Hello, you're writing your story. And they can confirm the importance of proper food combining for you. They also can help each one of y'all to identify the food combinations that are most disruptive to maybe our systems as a whole. So my kind of food for thought here, just being honest... When you are feeling motivated and decide that you are ready to start adapting your diet to accommodate a more supportive, you know, approach in food combining, consider tackling just one change at a time. Remember, you do not need to, like, you know, no black and white, no this, not that, you know? So consider just one change at a time. Um, example, perhaps you start by eating just fruits alone rather than a combination with other foods because over time you can gradually progress towards your ideal approach, which is bringing other things together. 
You know, you may think, well, this is so boring, I don't just want to eat fruit alone, alright? I don't want to just eat vegetables alone. That's my Italian, alright? Uh, I miss Italy, right? Oof. Anyways. So, while it would certainly be nice to avoid improper food com combinations altogether and reducing their frequency, um, which would be highly beneficial to you, I say a little bit at a time, folks, a little bit at a time. So, if you do find that some specific food combinations are more problematic for you or your loved ones, than others, focus on your focus your efforts on changing just those in the beginning. So as I said before, just fruits combining at one time. So the most important first step that I would have to say and write this down, the most important first step is to become aware, A-W-A-R-E, aware of your needs and your habits. Because from there, you can evolve an approach of food combining that works for you. Okay, so your needs and your habits. Are you pregnant? Are you nursing? Are you a high endurance athlete? Are you running marathons? Are you an emotional eater? That would be a habit, right? Are you lacking some nutrients here and there? Are you eating of stress? What have you? Are you just thirsty, you know? Okay, so I'm going to jump in to grab your notepads, combinations to reduce or that I would recommend to avoid. The following is basically a highlight that I want to throw out to you of incompatible foods. And I'm going to offer some suggestions for more appropriate combinations. This is my Ayurvedic sense, okay? So it's not like... Uh, I mean, it's someone that eats, you know, maybe animal products as well. That's what I'm just going to say. I'm not going to try to put labels on it. Um, full disclosure, this is meant to share with you to be helpful guide. And I'm not trying to like create like an exhaustive like list of things. So I'm just trying to be helpful here. Um, remember you do you. And... In fact, you may be actually aware already of other combinations that already do not work for your body. So that's a great start. Please honor those instincts at all times because this resource is meant to, as I mentioned before, help you determine just optimal co combinations. Um, and I may repeat things over and over again, but just bear with me. All right. So, in my sense, Ayurvedic food com combining. I'm tripping over my tongue. So, like, the best practices would be to keep your proteins simple and separate. Keep your proteins simple and separate. And I'm going to kind of, like, say this chart and, like, a variation of the chart multiple times. Keep your proteins simple and separate. Dairy is a protein, and that is best eaten alone or actually with some grains. But um, word to the wise, it's best not to mix it with other animal proteins. 
Dairy is a protein that is best eaten alone or with some grains. It is not best to mix it with other animal proteins. Did you write that down? Okay. So the quote, heavier the food, the heavier it can be on your digestion. Sometimes we need heavier foods, right? We're hibernating these times of the year, right? But be aware of the state of your digestion in the moment. Listen to yourself. And as I mentioned before, fruit is best eaten alone or cooked in small amounts when combined with other food. Best eaten alone because it digests super, super quick. So I'm gonna give you some examples of foods and what they're compatible with, what they're incompatible with. Beans, I love me a bean. Um, high in fiber, soluble fiber, get out the sludge. Beans, beans are compatible with, okay, so eat your beans with your grains, your vegetables, and other beans, nuts and seeds, okay? Do not eat beans with fruit, milk, cheese, yogurt, eggs, meat, and fish. You're going to just get gas. You're going to get indigestion. I'm going to say that one more time. Do not eat beans with fruit, milk, cheese, yogurt, eggs, meat, and fish. All right. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to kind of like do like a brief running of this. So a lot of people love cheese, okay? If you want to have your cheese, pair your cheese with grains and vegetables. You'll have a nice fluid combination there. All right, this is where the gas, the irritability comes in. Cheese does not work well with digestive purposes with fruit, beans, eggs, milk, yogurt, and hot drinks. I probably would never ever even have cheese with something, a hot drink. Uh, that sounds really gross to me. Hot cheese drinks. Uh, um, but anyways, think about your your appetizer plates that you get at restaurants. Sometimes they have cheese and f you know dried fruit on there, or cheese and milk products. And hmm, think about that. Okay, okay. So milk. A lot of you guys still indulge in milk. Um, and I'm talking like uh, camels, camel, camel. Did I say camel? Cow's milk, cow's milk. Um, so this is, if you're gonna have milk, please enjoy it alone. There are exceptions. Um, if you put it with rice pudding, if you put it with an oatmeal, dates and almonds, you know, something of that nature. Um, milk does not pair well with any other food. That's just how it goes. Just how it goes. Especially bananas. Espe and I'm going to say that in all caps. Especially bananas. Milk and bananas does not go well together. It does not go well with cherries, melons, sour fruits, yeasted breads, eggs, yogurt, meat, fish, kichari and starches. So kichari is basically like a spiced blend of uh, uh, mung beans and, and a basmati rice. Um, so do not put the milk with that. 
I guess there could be an exception of the if you did like a plant-based milk because that would be different but then notice you know how your nuts are counteracting with those foods okay so um yogurt a lot of you guys are still having like um a cow's based yogurt yogurt does not it has that probiotic sense it does not go well with grains and veg oh excuse me it pairs well with grains and vegetables yogurt with grains and vegetables so it's like arasa um maybe you have it with the basmati rice or forbidden rice okay what have you um maybe like a yogurt with uh celery sticks and some spices on top yogurt does not pair well with fruit beans milk cheese eggs meat, fish, nightshades, and hot drinks. Are you kind of like getting the pattern here, right? Um, basically, the things that work well with other things are vegetables, non-starchy vegetables, mini grains. Um, yes. So eggs. How many of you like to have an egg frittata or eggs in the morning with your, um, I don't know, gosh, your hash browns and your milk and your yogurt parfait? I don't know why I'm talking like this. Anyways, eggs do not work well with milk, cheese, yogurt, fruit especially melons, um, beans, kichari again, um, potatoes, that's your hash browns, meat and fish. Okay, so fruit, we're moving on to fruit. Fruit goes well with other fruits. Um, fruit goes well with other fruits. Eat fruit alone, okay? For example, Eat the similar qualities together. For example, citrus with citrus, apples and pears. And a berry medley would go really well together, okay? Um, fruit does not pair well with any other food. It really just doesn't. That's why, like, when I eat dinner at night, often at times I have apple slices, and I eat those first. So it's like my little appetizer. Um, exceptions, though. Fruit is fine with dates. Um, perhaps even if you have chopped up apples or fruit with dates and milk. Um, and maybe, like, warm that up or something. Uh Lemons. Okay, so everyone's on like the lemon water kick. I personally love lemon water, but I also, I like to eat the rind of my melon sometimes. Eee, is that weird? Mm, I don't know why. I, okay, if you know me, I eat everything of everything that I consume. So like strawberry, I eat the strawberry, like the whole thing. I eat the green part and everything. Apple, I just like, literally eat the whole apple except the stem. Um, lemons usually are okay with other foods if used in smaller amounts, um, like a garnish or a flavoring. They do not particularly work well with cucumbers, tomatoes, milk, um, 
and yogurts. If you want to combine like a lemony, citrusy zest, sub the lemon out for a lime. Ha, huh, what? Lime can be substituted for the use with cucumbers and tomatoes. So squirt the lime, squirt the lime on there in your cucumber salad or what have you. Now, melons. I got on a huge melon kick. Um, melons are like one of the most, um, one of the foods that can like mold very quickly. And I was combining melons with literally everything at certain points in my life. My salads, my grains, my what have you. I was just downing that stuff. <sighs> Okay, melons, eat them alone. If you're going to have them, eat them alone or not at all. Melons go well with other melons, um, but it's actually better to have each melon on its own. So I was wondering why I had this like melon salad and I was feeling really just kind of, ugh. Um, they, they don't go well with anything else at all. So do not, don't eat melons with anything Okay, that's just too fruit, true food for thought, okay? Um, grains. So grains go really well with beans, vegetables, and other grains. They go well with eggs. They go well with uh, meat, fish, nuts, seeds, cheese, and yogurt. Grains do not go well with fruit. Eat those separately, okay? So eat the fruit first. You know, let your stomach rest for, you know, two to three hours. Then you can have your grains, okay? Vegetables are kind of like the, like, all-over encompassing, like, go-to for, like, food com combining. They can kind of, like, match with many things um, except fruit and milk. So vegetables go really well with grains, beans, other vegetables, of course, um, cheese, yogurt, meat, fish, nuts, seeds, and eggs. They're kind of like that, like, best friend. So eat y'all veggies, folks. Um, but they do not, which I would never really have vegetables with a glass of milk. For some reason, that would never come across in my mind. I don't know why. Anyways, nightshades. Nightshades, it's a big topic for people that, like, have arthritic kind of senses and they stay away from nightshades. I know I do, um, but nightshades, if you are consuming them, they do work well with other vegetables. They work well with grains, beans, meat, fish, nuts, and seeds. They do not work well with fruit, cucumber, milk, cheese, and yogurt. Um, and you're probably like, well, what's a nightshade? Nightshades include peppers, eggplant, Potatoes and tomatoes. Is your brain full yet? So, yes. Some of these are staple combinations in many households. Pizza and a number of other beloved, as I mentioned before, Italian dishes combine nightshades with cheese. And who among us hasn't enjoyed beans with cheese at some time or another? Ole! You know who I'm talking about. All right? You feeling the bloat? You feel a little indigestion? Like, why did I eat that? I don't feel well now. 
And there is the fruit and yogurt taboo. So, so much for about 80% of all available store-bought varieties of yogurt. You know, the yogurts with the fruit in there? What? Don't do it. Just don't do it. So next time you indulge in a fruit-flavored yogurt, please, please, please pay attention to how your digestion feels afterward. Um, and I could go on and on and on about how to prepare these food, but I wanted to kind of like give you the, the broad overall sense of this. I mean, I could get into like why beans and cheese or and nightshades and cheese are bad or blah, blah, blah. But, um, I wanted to give you, not to scare you, but I wanted to remind you that everything is a choice. Everything is a gosh darn choice, guys. And with the holidays especially coming up around the corner, they're here actually, I just wanted to throw this out there for you. And I wanted you to realize, like, you can do a little bit better. Not go crazy, nothing's black and white. But I wanted to throw this out to you. So if you want more information about what I talked about specifically today, you can reach out to me at Catherine at JustBeingHonest.com or you can follow me on Instagram at JustBeingHonestKB. Remember the bean has no G on the end. So it's B-E-I-N-J. I'm going to spell this all out for you guys. At J-U-S-T-B-E-I-N. H-O-N-E-S-T-K-B. That's me. And guys, you can subscribe. It's free on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcast, Simplecast FM, iHeartRadio. Oh, Ring-a-ding-ding. All right, guys, until next time, I am so grateful for you. Please enjoy Enjoy the indulgence, but be aware of how you feel. That's all I'm saying, because there are choices that you can make. So until next time, it's been an honor. It's been a pleasure. I love y'all, and thank you so much. Kiss, kiss. Hug, hug. Peace, love. Ciao. Yeah, that is me indulging in one of my favorite things in life. I was thinking about it the other day, and I don't think I could live without tea. I think it's actually within my veins. But I'm very particular about what type of tea I put in my body. And also what companies, what brands I stand behind. That is why I like Buddha teas. So here's their philosophy. The Buddha Teas philosophy, they strive to create teas that do more than just satisfy a thirst. Guys, Buddha Teas uses fresh, high-quality ingredients to explore nature's best qualities and enrich the lives of tea drinkers everywhere. I know I'm enriched every time I take a little sip. The fresh, organic herbs and tea leaves allow their teas to stay pure and natural free from chemicals, preservatives, and 
<laughs> Basically, guys, they don't add flavoring. What? Yes, you got that. Natural flavoring, right? <laughs> Gimmick. All right. The minimal processing and eco-friendly packaging helps to honor and protect the earth with every tea that they make. So, so you guys can get 15% off by using code JBH15 at checkout. Stock up on your CBD teas, maybe some fennel tea, digestive teas, uh, maybe some sleepy time tea, chakra teas, you name it. They probably have it. So 15% off. Use code JBH15 at checkout. Enjoy. Hello, sweet beans. I wanted to remind you that today's podcast was brought to you by the Just Being Honest team. Yeah, KB, me. So KB's lifestyle design, what's it all about? As I mentioned before, it's about creating that substance in your life. What are you really searching for? Wait, it's not about searching. It's about unveiling what is already deep within you. So a little bit health coaching, a little bit life coaching, a little bit regaining that truth within you. So do you want to know where to start? How to begin? It's easy. Call me. I will give you your first discovery call for free. So just contact me, KB, and say JBH free, and you'll get your first discovery call free. 